0: Hello everyone, this is Sheila, host of the Unsanctioned Citizen and That AI Show. I wanted to share a little bit about the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program as part of the HRSA. If you or someone you know is suffering from the lasting effects of an illness or disability symptoms after taking a vaccine, Please contact the Health Resources and Services Administration to learn more about the resources available to you that could help you and many others. For claims associated with the COVID-19 vaccine or other COVID-19 related countermeasures, please file your request for benefits with the Countermeasures Injury Compensation Program. Please visit InjuryCompensation.hrsa.gov to learn more and tell a friend.
1: Okay, here we are at the day 85 of 100 Days of Colin. I'm really excited to be here with you at this late hour on a Thursday night. Um, We're doing a lot. Uh, We're covering a lot, and I'm hoping that what we will do is discover and talk a little bit more about this ESG, which, you know, is kind of confounding, like I don't really want to get engaged with ESG right now, it's just not my real thing, but it keeps confronting my world, and so a couple of days ago, I would say on day 88, that was approximately three days ago, we did a show here about famine and less famine, in which uh, this general of policy, he has to go sell ESG to corporations this framework that actually doesn't actually produce any actual sustainability outcomes. All it does is manufacture credit sanctions for countries who don't dump uh, certain commodities immediately according to um, the framework spec. And there's no long term planning, it's a completely short term. Uh, sandbox to get people to conform or die, or conform or lose credit, so to speak. And it's, it's, it's just a system of sticks and carrots, uh, economically. And it's run entirely by a parallel construction system, like a system of what they call parallel construction um, in globalism. And, you know, they may call it green, they may call it whatever, but, but this, it's a system to manufacture sanctions on countries who don't comply with something called environmental sustainable governance, or ESG. Um, what it has become is something associated associated freely with, with famine, uh, large-scale crop failure, and human deprivation. So when they came back today to my place of business, oddly, with two other people, two Dutchmen, actually, in tow, to tell me, "Uh, well, you know, we we did sandbox this. You know, it it is a technical framework that's done digitally that has zero meaning. Because I asked her, I said, "Do do you care that people are dying? And there was just kind of like this, you know... Light shrug, like whatever. Huh? I thought that was really interesting that I got a shrug. They literally shrugged off famine. I said, "Do you do you care that there's no transition for people who have to do crops?" And of course, there was this this menial like appropriation. I said, "Okay, these guys are from the Netherlands. They're Dutch," and I said. Y- y- you export a lot of crops. Well, well we, we, you know, it, it balances out. You know, we can get, we can get our food from Germany. You know, it, it, we import more and we export more. You know, it's, it's the same. It's the same. I don't think it is. Not for the farmers. Otherwise, I said, you realize that those people are protesting in your country, right? They're protesting the fact that you've demolished a livelihood over and, and produced what it amounts to, to an economic sanction over nothing over over rudiments of soil that you gave no replacement to in short term pnl balance sheet technical construction technical parallel constructionism which is high concept and low deliverable for humanity and this is usually how you manufacture broad based crises that deprive many, many millions of people of what they need. And this short-term thinking, unfortunately, may be enforced by people who just do finance. That's all they do is sit around and work on formulas and the formulas go in a sandbox. You know, like the, the, the fi- financial chemists, they work it out in the, in, the, in the sandbox and then they call that ESG. But there's not anything environmental or sustainable about it, so I confronted this guy and I said, "Okay, okay, here's the scenario: in organic farming, the transition is seven to ten years." Nope, nope. Just he had nothing. He had nothing. Not a response. No transition. You like you do you do you work in transitions? Cause I, and then I confront him about the you know he just wanted one case scenario. I said this case scenario of soil and fertilization of of you know for, you know if you take away people's chemical fertilization it's like well you know it, it's going to create uh you know lots of poisoning of the environment and and a lot of carbon emissions I'm like yes but there are balances and offsets that you need to take into cons- consideration with the humanity that is there this isn't just the planet this isn't some like radical earth earth first like financial gain I mean these people are going to die and then he's like oh well that's not really my that's not really my jam like I don't care I don't care and I was like "Uh, okay well you know that you're gonna have to hire crisis communications firms to handle this for you right and you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to do some ma- massive mop up because people are going to fight you. They're going to come out and fight you in a public policy forum. They're gonna knock over their own government to get rid of you, you. Or this policy, this framework is is causing major damage, and they seem to kind of it's like whoop whoop don't care don't really care so um hmm I've never seen a system that was so blatantly callous and what's weird about it is that they came back to my place of business and brought two other people two Dutchmen I mean this is confounding like who do they think I actually am but, you know, I, I gave them some ideas, which is like, you need to go back to the drawing board and start working on transitions, you know, definitely with soil, and, and start bringing in crisis communications, because this is risk, 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 because death and, and deprivation does have um, legal consequences. So that's what this has become. ESG is not ESG. It is a parallel construction that delivers famine and mass deprivation with a system of sticks and carrots at, based on certain things. And it actually, if it actually delivered sustainability, it would be a real system, but it doesn't deliver any, any form of sustainability. So, would anybody like to get up and like challenge my my logic about this, or or offer any kind of any kind of thoughts? Or okay, here we go. Here's Joshua. He wants to talk tonight. Good evening, Joshua.
2: I've already Joshua. had uh, I've already had a productive day, so now it can be unproductive and argumentative and uh, unsustainable. Um, uh, so. <laughs> I don't think that. It, I mean, neoliberalism doesn't reward things that actually benefit so you, the majority of people. So you've couched this as
1: neoliberalism. You you've really couched uh, this as neoliberalism.
2: It's not. I, I mean, do you? I mean, have you seen those people? Like they have fifteen thousand dollar fridges with hundred different types of ice cream, and they fly to fly to Taiwan for ninety million dollars to talk about a chip so company says, that well, you cannot take it's, over. It's, it's, right. Well, I mean, this it's guy not, came in no, with it's not, no. It's, she's no. She's no different. Like the pulse is the same. Like it's not there. Right. I mean, uh. I, neither is probably the fu- the functioning the frontal lobe, and or like their fight or flight mechanisms. Like those are completely overrun. So now they're like, I don't know what to do. My world is crashing down because I have been an idiot for my entire life, which. I mean, that's got to be a rough place to be. I'm, I'm waking up to it. I don't enjoy it any more than the rest of us. But, okay, uh, so,
1: so you're insinuating that these people are having a cognitive meltdown, and that's why they're, man- I don't, they're
2: just I, toddling I, I, I'm into trying my to get, I'm, I, Yes, well, uh, well, they also, like, you do. Are they having uh, an
1: attack uh, of conscience? Why are they bothering
2: I, me? Well, I mean, maybe they're the same reasons that the people in the airport follow you to do, like, vacuuming at your house. So maybe there's some part of cults. I mean, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons. You've talked about Mormons, I think. I don't know who you've offended. You seem pretty independent in your thinking, and you hit on a lot of subjects that make people uncomfortable and tweak their cognitive dissonance, you know, okay, on the so. left and the right. You know? Uh okay. I okay. mean, I think that's your strength.
1: That's fair. That's um, fair. That's that's my that's my karma. I I need to tell the truth, regardless of who it, you know. And discomfort is survivable. You know, to to think about a concept to to stretch the mind is uncomfortable, but it's not a crime.
2: Well, Sophie, well let, is, let me stretch here. Let, let let me let me stretch a little bit, like because. Um, I don't see gross domestic product as something that we can continue to use to uh, assess the health of a country um, uh, regardless of their borders. Um, and also, I don't see borders as anything that that benefit anybody but the ultra wealthy because they limit freedom of movement. Um, and, you know but i do agree that we have security issues but i don't i think those security issues are often manufactured by the complexes that have the most to gain from us being fearful in our daily operations um and uh we've we've seen enough of late in regard to the erosion of our civil liberties uh in the first amendment to the second amendment uh it's It's not gonna change until we start to wake up to it and link it to a system of governance that is uh, essentially reach a level of inequality that is unsustainable. Like there's, uh, and we do have finite resources like economics is a pseudoscience in the is an externality you cannot afford to lose. Um, they will consume and produce. Well, until I,
1: I have the end I have to break days. in here just just to keep yeah, just can. to keep it topical just to keep it topical, Joshua, because ESG is parallel construction, so, which means that there are either you know foreign policy intelligence people involved. I mean, you don't build a framework like this to be, um, you know, inside the lines. You're doing it to to you know flip a system to unique uh, essential controls given to one party? Well,
2: well one, one, I, I, one... I don't entity. know that... I, I, no, I don't know that it's... It's not one entity. I, I think, it, you know, one, it's, an, it's probably an ethos, and it's about as connected as Antifa is connected and organized. I mean, they wouldn't be that dumb. Uh, but, I mean, you look at what the WEF is and the IMF and what they do and how they act... Um, they are they're pushing corporatist interests um, globally
1: well they, they are um, but they're you they are also using them
2: absolutely like if the country is one that sides with two uh, let's say emerging powers that don't need us anymore and haven't probably for years but we just were like hey we're asleep at the wheel um, you know, if they if if countries in other parts of the world are like, hey, you know, China's being nice to us today. Russia's being nice to us today. We don't need you anymore. I mean, I mean, you've seen Zelensky already.
0: Zalinsky but you don't build already. a
1: framework that that burns down entire, you know, crop yields that are going to be that's going to depress economies. That's going to well, cause I mean, death
2: yeah look what we're doing to our economy here. you don't think that leads to death?
1: Well, I mean this is just just keep it the esG in, in this one instance because this is just entered in my into my world like the, some stupid you know karmic comet. I don't need it like I don't need this shit i I really don't man i mean i I want to be a good person, but this is this is testing me and, and like spiritually because I need to do something about it now. I feel the need right. to do something about it because these people just, just, they just are manufacturing themselves, and I, I need to. I mean, if they have the power to produce this, this effect with this sticks and carrots, there needs to be some sort of easing or transition reintroduced to the process so that there can be ethics in their compliance. Really? I mean, they, they just didn't think about famine and, and you know. Broad-based, you know, human demise and democide as a huge as a part of their governance model. They just want to like boop boop.
2: Yeah, but I mean, when you see uh, the whole it's planet, it's so easy the... to say
1: that and think it's way over there. It could be here tomorrow. Joshua, I ESG are... is is being worked upon. They're 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 coming in with like these little, you know, their little mandibles, their little. Little centipede animals, and they're, they're working on Austin.
2: I, I, it's, it's everywhere. <laughs> um, it's just, um, I think more noticeable once you escape one enclave thinking you're getting out of that enclave to learn that you're it's a very similar enclave. Like, to me, the cities are done. I, I think that the, the future is. No, in the that's real not way. an answer.
1: That's that's a that's a my resignation. It's not an answer. That's not an answer. Anything.
2: No, it, I mean it, I'm not resigned to that. I see that as a potentiality for the future. Like if we're going to go and do Cold War Two. which just seems to be like a foregone conclusion at this point. Like I don't know how you ratchet it back down Once we get to these levels then what does that mean? Then the money needs to flow to the people that have been the most disenfranchised while you've fucking stabbed us in the back for the last 60 years. At least 60 years. I mean, it's been over a 1,000, but you know, for me, it's only been 49. So I got very so lucky. Got there to there seems to back. be
1: a construction or some sort of like <laughs> oblique statement here that I – Am not able to really grasp to agree with, and I think that that's my my trouble with anarchism in general is that it is so oblique and nondescriptive. It's not different from what these motherfuckers are doing in the parallel construction. It's not. It's just not different enough. Okay, like I don't agree to this government. I'm not going to be allow, I'm not going to allow it to control me. I'm not going to allow it to pass. There's a government I consent to, and there's a government I don't consent to. And this certainly is not a government I consent to.
2: I I don't know. I mean, how many how many people vote now? So, I mean, you've got at least that you percentage of You can't, like,
1: throw that in the trash. People do vote. People vote, and they, they approve of their government, and that's how they do it. You I, can't do that and throw it in the trash. You just can't.
2: That's our I'm system.
1: That's throw, the way it is. I
2: smell outcomes in the trash, um, and right now our outcomes are trash. Uh, and
1: does that help uh, you, I, Joshua? Does the do the outcomes help you? I mean, I'm it's so great to be able I, to sit I, on a mountain in a high ivory tower and watch the you know chaos I, of the world, like it's on television or something. Like you're far removed from all the pain and anguish
2: that I is going to happen to either, other people. Are you really thinking that that's the way I live my life? I mean, sometimes when you do argue with people, you put words in your mouth and then you argue with your own words, which is not really ineffective. In I'm an not sure that that's argue. happening. But anyway, I'm not sitting in any ivory towers. I don't have any illusions or delusions of grandeur. I know what is possible. I've been working for it for many years just because I haven't. What is it that you were
0: working
1: for, Joshua? What is it? Yeah.
2: I, I actually, I, I'm working on building a worker cooperative around hemp, if you must know. Okay. But I'm not going to go... Yeah, so I'm not going to... Which gonna, is like,
1: fine, you know? Like, I have
0: no well, objections what, to I'm worker really, cooperative I, hemp.
2: I came on here to get your approval to do something that you would see as communist and socialist and potentially the only way for me to get fentanyl from Uyghurs over here through casinos.
1: Um, you're you're but, hilarious.
2: <laughs> well, I... It's, I'm not trying to be, I'm being a little bit mean spirited, but I've been, I mean, I, and I don't want to talk over, I enjoy our conversations, but I do have a lot of hope. I mean, and this is where I've put my time and energy is, well, mostly my energy uh, into building that. But it comes at something, uh, it's just not, it's not making money for the right people. It's it's challenging in you know vested industries that have mm-hmm. that don't want to, They have what is it called the innovator's dilemma, where they all of yeah, their mean, infrastructure. There's, there's
0: also a
1: tipping point in, in business where you you labor strong for like maybe twenty to forty years. I mean the, the uh, entrepreneur you're having an entrepreneur's uh, experience, but it's it's going to be a little
2: it's different. It's very spiritual. And that's, that's where the darkness comes in. No, it's not. I mean, the darkness is. I mean, it's not my spiritual
1: life. path for, to be in hemp business. I mean, that's why I said it was spiritual for you.
0: Yeah. Is that
2: okay? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, yes, that is okay. I'm just saying that. I'm not saying Jim it's not spiritual. I'm saying it's not. Okay. You're not building a yeah. cult. I'm not, no, I'm not looking to do that. I just, uh, I fundamentally believe in something that, and, uh, have been trying to educate a lot of people on it for a number of years and get uh, momentum and a level of productivity that, uh, hasn't come to fruition. Uh, mm. and coming on your show and talking about this and sounding like a crazy person, I can't imagine how I don't think it's
1: many- crazy to talk about
0: hemp. <laughs>
2: No, it's all the other stuff. Like that's, you know, people like they pick and choose what to cancel you for. Um, And, you know, you talked about earlier about correcting yourself. And when you're on live programs like this, you can say something kind of like off the wall. And people are like, oh, that is one reason for me never to listen to that person again. uh, Well, I
0: mean,
1: they they choose. They choose what they want to listen to. I also choose what I want to listen to and what I don't want to listen to. You know, and it it will change. Yes, yes, Sophie, it will change from now now and again. Um, you know, I think that uh, you know, I mean, you're you're getting around to to a point where you know. Here I am. I'm talking to I have a cooperative guy. You know, his perspectives are going to be varied. It's not so different. I mean, you are stretching your perspectives a little bit more towards it, but I'm not. I'm not really dealing. Yet, with the, the the motive of these guys, whose hard drives between the ears must be crashed, if they're gonna wander into my place of business and then kind of sub at a sub level try to harass me, you know how like guys just kind of magically show up at your at your golf game or something like that. This is what the, these these business these business people do to kind of like try to. You know psych each other out you know they'll 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 stalk each other and then show up at each other's events or or something like that and try to you know psych each other out like you know i'll just stalk you and show up like you know i'm rich i'll just show up and 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 heckle you by being here and then we're gonna have we're gonna have this conversation that's gonna seem confrontational but it, nothing's gonna change
2: I think a lot of people just like to waste – they have a lot of time to waste, like to waste other people's time. That's why I'm like, charge money. Be like, hey, what, the next cu- talk is $250 an hour. That's what I charge for mari- mm-hmm. marriage counseling with my friends. I'm like, that's $250 an hour. I can't do it. It's it's too ex- – I can't. Well,
1: they got five minutes of consultancy, and I told them that their sandbox was, was A-double-S. <laughs> If people are dying, they did no risk management. Period.
2: I mean, we're creating robots, right? So that they can be okay being uploaded to robots. Like, it's, I, I'm not, I'm not for that. Like, uh, I was talking about GDP earlier, and I think we should go back to a, go to a quality of life index. Um, well, I mean, I it's, we they can, can they are co-occurring.
1: Uh, they can have co-occurring um, outcomes. There, it, you can have several, you know, co-occurring matrices to, to work on, you know, your your objectives. And it can be done privately, like by private companies. Um, and it can be done, you know, in governmental systems. But just how much and to what ends kind of matters. Like privacy is going up again for regulatory outcomes so I think I need to spend some additional time on that uh, looking at the you know NPRM and looking at some of the other things that might be on the docket for Austin because Austin's becoming this you know kind of overflow valve for bad you know people who are running away from bad government and then they're reinstituting it again with crap ideas and crap government. And so, yeah. yeah. but you know, they're surrounded by a sea of red sharks. I mean, this is real. Austin is not gonna get taken like Seattle. That's just not gonna happen.
0: There
2: are There's not gonna be a Chaz, are you sure? No Chaz in Austin.
0: Mhm. I mean, yeah, you, I, mean, I
1: mean there was there were smoke grenades and there were protests and I, I did see the footage but no. No.
2: You've got two bad options for governor down there. You should run for governor and they'd be better off.
1: Well, <laughs> you're so funny. That's the funniest shit I've heard all night.
2: <laughs> it's not, I'm not even kidding.
1: You know, a comic uh, uh, writer also uh, happened upon my my store today, so I, I'm gonna take him up on his his. Uh, tell me
2: it wasn't J.P. Sears because I'll never be able to listen to you again.
1: It wasn't. I apologize. Oh, I, I apologize. It wasn't. It wasn't J.P. Sears, but
2: was it Russell did you Brand? you know that there
1: was an ADHD iceberg? I just want to show you that that people who have you know the attention span of a squirrel, which is present company included. What people think ADHD is trouble focusing and fidgeting. What ADHD actually is: poor impulse control, losing items relentlessly. Okay. Uh, the 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 neurological part of it is sensory processing, financial problems, anxiety, uncontrollable fidget, hyperfixations, and mood swings, difficulty maintaining relationships, uh, poor sense of time. See, you know what focus...
2: uh, you know what, you know what they prescribe for that?
1: I don't know. meditation.
2: Well, executive yeah, well,
1: just yeah. executive dysfunction.
2: That's also <laughs> true. And thank you for uh, ending the show with something so triggering uh, is uh, calling me out uh, and probably... what, oh,
1: f- Hey, you know present company included is me. Like I, I have that I have that affect as well. So I mean I guess that's yeah. that's positive disclosure.
2: Yeah, I um, think it's a superpower. It's a superpower. It can it, be that has serious potential downsides, just like every other superpower.
1: Do you so. have this auditory processing disorder that they they are putting in the in the box of crap that is ADHD?
2: I believe that my oppositional defiance order has kept me from allowing other people to tell me that I have that aspect of the ADHD. I mean, like, oh, okay. Because I, I think is that to me what makes you like, a
1: chronic obstructionist? That that's a natural. I mean, that would be a natural benefit. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a thing. People who are who are just automatically obstructionist
0: will. will I I, uh,
2: I don't take that. I I, I mean. I, I think that I want people to to prove to me that they have the conviction of their beliefs, um, and most people don't exercise from a place of truth, so they get caught up along the way.
1: Well, uh, I wonder I wonder that it's that's a, that's pretty loaded because you would have to determine you know a frame of like what is true, what you, how you you filter what is true from what is not true and truth from lies I know when people are lying to me because it doesn't match up with one the thing that they initially told me that's usually how I prove it They're like oh well we're gonna do this and then they it turns out that they they just want to do something different so they they just change their story instead of saying I changed my mind and own, owning their objectives or being being bold enough to do that you know I'm People are kind of casual about the way that they lie And, and tell mistruths as well I think that this is a, a high art form of lying And deception, this ESG I know we went far away from it But, you yeah, know, I'm not going to, you know about? I shouldn't be led far away from the nest I mean, this is This is, this is human deprivation and democide And then Gabriel says, uh, you said, bingo Bingo, Gabriel. Would you like to to come up and talk? Yeah, let for me a get
0: bit? out of here. What <laughs>
1: <laughs> Would you like to at least come up and, and talk about it? Um, what you think might be happening? Go
3: ahead. Hey, uh, love what you guys are talking about, and we're in the same city, actually.
1: Oh, we're in Austin. Yeah. Are we in Austin? Yeah. I ho- hopefully I didn't talk to you today at my place of business.
3: <laughs> no, I- <laughs> <laughs> not at all. And you can say no and tell me just to go uh, hear this from the beginning. But who, who? What do you mean ESG drama team?
1: Oh, when I say the ESG drama team, it, like it, there's these this gentleman came into my place of business like three days ago and baited me. He told me, I'm like he. I'm a salesperson, so he said, I, uh, I do sales. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. What do you sell? And he says, I sell environmental sustainability governance policies to corporations. And I'm like, you sell ESG? I Like, I've never met anybody who who would admit that they sell ESG, but that's what he did. And he came back into the business wearing the exact same shirt today, totally hot and sweaty, I'm like, this can't get any weirder. And then he brought two Dutchmen.
3: <laughs> Interesting.
1: Yeah, it is It is absolutely cognitive, like, shock psychotic. Like, I don't understand. I mean, are they so out of ideas? You know, or are they in such a crisis, you know, conundrum that they have to just kind of toddle in and and take, you know... Lucy five cents, like, console consultancy while I go sell stuff?
3: <laughs> you know,
1: like, Linus, you know, like, here's some advice. <laughs> <laughs> five cents of advice from Lucy, like, oh, you're going to need a crisis com scene, and, uh, you know, we're we're pretty sure that you're using XCIA to create famine.
3: Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a... Yeah exactly I think what they're doing Um, so
1: why would they do I mean I'm just kind of trying to wrap my head around like why now why would they be doing that what is the purpose for creating mass human genocide and deprivation at this point why would they do this
3: Uh, you got two options um
1: Okay. Both are, Take both a stab related. at it because I'm going. Shit. Ah, this right. is homework I don't want.
3: So, um, we're hitting a multipolar world, right? So yeah, multipolar. Bricks, bricks. Okay, versus, go ahead. Uh, bricks versus everyone else. Ah oh, yes. No, yeah. I'm gonna... Thank okay. You. So, um, the only play if bricks signs, the continent of Africa. The rest of the world is screwed because of the number of population there in essence they're they're cutting up trade partners right or, or citizens of continents for trade. Um, and definitely looking to move mm-hmm. off US dollar reserve currency petrodollar. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're going to a multipolar world. And we're now battling, in essence, China slash Russia BRICS, um, but really China. It's BRICS. It's yeah. it's
1: India and um, in South Africa as well.
3: Yeah, which, and you know that might
1: be the Dutch connection right there.
3: Right. So if we're going to do that, and you end up may possibly going to war, um, I think it's in 2035. Uh, China can only feed, I think, 60% of their population by 2035. So if you're going to go to war or want to cause starvation given China's history with starvation um, and you wanted to oust or get the you know, Chinese people to um, overthrow CCP um, or, and or starve them if you end up going to war, that would be one. And I don't, I don't think that. Why it. Why
1: would we do that? Why would we? So you're talking about us starving China or China starving China?
3: We starve China, well, everyone who's on the American side, EU, UK, um, they cut down production and they're limiting Africa. Africa, um, they're telling them because of their IMF loans you can't use you know the fertilizer to grow more crop even though you get, some places get up to, I think, 70% of their certain food supplies from Ukraine and Russia and Africa. So in essence, there's 36 countries in Africa roughly twenty eight of them cannot feed themselves oh, so
1: so everything is completely ex imported like their the majority of their food commodities are imported that's what you're saying,
3: yes, some countries, not all countries mo mostly most of that I believe is in but the Nor- ones northern in, in the most
1: fragile balances, let's just say are we are we're pointing to
0: Africa, is that right
3: yeah the north north northern north Africa, Africa, Africa desert so, regions yeah yeah yeah. Exactly. Okay. Below the, it's something called the, there did something called the Great green, green Wall, or there is a Great that has food problems. Great Green Wall.
1: Gabriel, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and, because and, you sound so knowledgeable and you've, you've been able to clear this up for me so, so wonderfully.
3: Yeah, so let me do that real quick and then I'll jump to the other half, which I think is what is really okay. happening. And I think it's about to blow your mind. Yes. So, well, um, something, something. <sighs> Yeah, for the past 18 months I've spent about 11 months in Africa. Um,
1: okay.
3: I was there for an ERI what were you program doing? and I I wanna say con my way, work my way into so I've been working on this what I'm about to tell you since 2001. Um, I knew something was up. Okay. It, was, it was, the reason I was doing it is for This is the
1: engineering research initiation?
3: No. Um, entrepreneur is, in residence. No. Entrepreneur,
0: entrepreneur-
3: and it's, yeah, not tech, ERI, tech. DARPA. No, 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 no. EIR, e- e- entrepreneur. It's it's like uh, for tech. Uh, I do startups. EIR,
0: um,
1: so.
3: So in essence, you go to a a like an investment firm, VC or group, and they bring you in because you have startup experience, and they want you to try and start a mm-hmm. new company, and say they say come, in essence come right. up with ideas try and prove them if we find one that you we think will work we'll fund you so in essence they pay for everything while you're doing this Um, oh
1: fantastic i'd love to like get together with you maybe later and talk about some some leather projects (laughs) some 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 synthetic leather leather not not like a dead cow
3: yeah we'll have to do it quickly i'm being transferred to outside the united states so anyway but okay um that's somewhat of my background but you asked how i and why i was there i went there but i conned my way not conned my way like i shut down one of my startups during covid to go investigate for my investment thesis which is the stuff i'm about to tell you mm. and i started stumbling on all of this information um and anyway that's how i ended up in africa and then i met uh, my wife um we've had a son since then that's really um, cool anyway that's, so
1: congratulations. I, that's really yeah, awesome. thanks
3: um anyway so uh that's my background so you have let's go back to the topic you have two choices if you want to remain in power keep control of half the world trade partners whatever right like us does not want to lose their preemptive world power um uh, so you either need to stop china uh, war whatever or you need to build up and take back what you had before like not just lose it but Uh, um, increase your GDP, increase, you know, uh, get your trade partners back, um, that sort of thing, right? So you either need to, um, and uh, let me put it this way, the U.S. needs, if you're familiar with an author, um, I think he wrote a book about it, uh, maybe it was an op-ed, Matthew Iglesias.
1: Matthew Iglesias? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He has a one billion population theory. He's working for a think Democratic think tank um, GOPs on board with that
1: yeah yeah I mean yeah. he's not he's not a bad thinker Yeah, he's, he's done a lot of good calculations
3: right so um, that is the other half and that is what they're doing um, the problem is um, where do you find that many people to come to the US and you don't want old people right? Um, because that's what's happening. Elon Musk has talked about it we're 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 bottom heavy on our ratio or distribution of our. population. oh my
1: God, is this what they're doing with the open borders?
3: Yes, and they're doing it through starvation. Let me get to the scary part. So um, oh you need God. to increase your population to a billion as quickly as you possibly can because China was supposed to pass us in nominal GDP, which is the one that really counts in like twenty. Forty, I think. Well, when they went and grabbed, what is it? Um, was it Hong Kong or whatever? And then they're looking to grab Taiwan. Think about that. They're grabbing their economy and their people. So they're land grabbing to get control of those economies, right? And it, right, and yeah. And so now they're estimated, even if they don't grab Taiwan, was it Taiwan? In twenty thirty five, they're going to pass us a nominal GDP. If they grab Taiwan, it could be sooner. So the United States is freaking out along with the BRIC stuff. They keep signing up countries. So uh, we're in trouble. If you're the United States economy, that also includes, you know Canada, U.S, uh, US uh, yeah, I mean U.K., EU.
1: So this is low-grade war. So ESG yes. is actually economic sanctions and, and low-grade war.
3: Yes. Holy we're, in, we're in a we're, fuck. you said. said well, a war
1: what? we did not agree to, a war that we didn't commission and a war done with parallel construction
3: yes and you said alright thanks I, I think it was you thank that, you sorry you said something uh... Um, uh... or no maybe it was joshua said something about world yeah. one of you said something about world war two redoing world war two or another world war two or, or mm-hmm. cold war sorry not cold world war yeah, the cold, cold war. war yeah we're in another cold war but instead of a um, missiles like building atomic bombs it's bodies fighting over bodies so think about this United States has had control preemptive world power control um, leading you know reserve currency all of this like power right yeah yet China and Russia are signing up all these other countries and taking it away so like when you have power and somebody just walking in in essence taking away doing whatever they're doing to take it away and you have no control how do you, you can't stop it so in essence what they're doing is they're cutting up trade partners so if you're losing them, and you cannot keep control of them, and you've had control of them. The only way to control a trade population is to take them. In essence, take the people. If you're in the United States, uh, China has put in, I think, like 225 million billion dollars. They do about five billion dollars of of um, investment and money to uh, African countries per year, and I think they're at like 220 billion. If you wanted to kill or or Hurt BRI, their investment, right? Their, their trade routes for Africa. Right, right. You take the young population, as many as you can get out of Africa, push them to UK, EU, and the United States, and to Canada, and possibly Australia, and you take the young people and take it away. So their plan is uh, in like, so China has a population issue, they're aging. So Africa is their backup plan saying, hey, when our economy slows down, we start storing wealth, because that's what happens. Um, we need to have a surge of trade partners so we can keep our GDP up. Well, if the United States takes all most of the young people from Africa, or, you know, all of the, in essence, white first world countries, um, that's going to hurt BRI. But, so there's other problems, which Elon Musk talks about. You have an aging and declining population in all of these. Our uh, median age is like 39 now. Mm. Europe is around 40 to 45. Um, they're all. All these countries are in, in uh, aging. Uh, they're. 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 Well, they're getting
1: head. more aged. I Meaning, like they're not dying off, but they're. That's why they call them aging populations, because they're not. They're not dying off. But we have this other problem, you know, with fentanyl poisoning. We're being. We're being poisoned literally. Like the young, and then there's this other weird problem we've never had before, like a four thousand uh, percent cult adoption of a trans. Um, it's a cult of trans-sexuality.
3: Uh, yeah, I'll cover to, to that too. To
1: neuter the population, that's a weird one.
3: Yeah, and so um, back to back to the starving thing, let me finish Africa real quick. Go ahead. So um, the uh, there's a reason that they're doing CRT. CRT is not training about uh, Afghan culture. CRT is not training about South American culture, right? Just it's like about, ESG
1: is not is environmental sustainability in any right. measure.
3: Yeah, CRT is about um, uh, African Americans, uh, Africans, in essence, um, uh, Black people, right?
1: It's it's the, actually about it's about struggle, learning the methods of struggle shaming a population, and, and and indoctrinating us into a culture where where the the indignation. Uh, machinery of grievance is manipulated by a certain segment of the population that has institutional control.
3: Right, and so I would you consider that? Um, I consider it uh, possible training that your population mm. is going to change the demographic drastically.
1: Yeah, it's an incubator. So, it's an incubator yeah. for um, communist uh, policy.
3: Yeah. So if you're going to, so if you know anything about Africa, um, uh, on the age, the median age there is 18. Nigeria, the median age is 15. By Mm. the year 2100, 40 percent of all children between the age of zero and four, 40 percent will be in Africa. Okay. And by the year 2100, um, the the only places that are above these are
1: projections.
3: Yes. The only.
1: um... I mean, have people forgotten how many bad things have really happened to Africa,
3: and how how
1: difficult it is for their population to be sustained over time because they don't have the benefits of, you know, modern medicine, build out humanity, you know, the, Uh, the the construction. Like they haven't been able to sustain their populations. They've been able to manage them and keep it going, but there hasn't been an explosive growth in population because they haven't had the, the benefits of modernity to sustain the age.
3: Yeah, it's about to. So um, the, through
1: through what Belt and Road?
3: N- well, okay. So uh, which part? So you said about the well, growth, I mean, the growth it, of the population? Yeah. They're okay. Have there's to there's no
1: indoor plumbing. There's yeah. I mean there's no not really widespread internet and. And, and air conditioning over there, right? Okay. Oh,
3: they're, no, they're, so they're, depending on where you're at, so. Depending on where you're at. Yeah, so if if you haven't traveled, um, their economy is exploding. Did you know they have the fastest growing GDP? Um, the last I checked, they've, um, the fastest, I think, up to. Any, any particular nation or, or
1: just a region?
3: The entire continent. In, okay, in so total. the
1: entire continent is that strong? Y-
3: yes. It's not the largest, but it's the fastest growing. The reason why is because of the low young age. So in essence, they're, they're doing what happened to the United States. You had farm; most of the people, most of the young people live and work on farms. That's where their population closing was, was rural. Those individuals are moving into the city. That's what causes a growing middle class, and that's what causes an, uh, an economic surge within a city, right? You build more housing, everyone's located in the same area. That requires work, labor, that sort of thing. But did you know that they also have the fastest growing um, VC investment in the entire world, and even now when the U.S. is declining in VC investment, Africa is in a positive, where the U.S. is declining.
1: Well, I mean, how much are we declining? Is it like 2%? Is it 17%? Uh,
3: I'd have to look at that. It's down maybe slightly like uh, 10% and, and, dec- and still going down. It hasn't evened out yet, where okay. Africa is still climbing.
1: Okay, and is that comparable to say other developed nations who's been struggling with, say, like, COVID. I'm just trying to keep it kind of an opti- a range of optimism. I'm not saying that these aren't threats. I know that they're threats, but I think that if 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 Africa develops itself positively without suckling too hard from China, um, you know, we just need to be a, a cooperative friend to Africa if we can but you know but I don't I don't like putting Africa in a in a place where because they're growing they're a threat I don't I don't see a growing Africa as a quote-unquote threat you know India you know we never put them in that box you know they we said oh you're you're a developing third-world nation with you know crappy cables and, and people basically falling dead in the street you know and and being fed upon by the dogs uh, but nobody said to them you know you shouldn't develop so what's the difference between say a continent you know continental country like India okay and you know the the, the force majority of, of Africa which you know you haven't indicated any one specific nation that's doing like say better like Niger or or um, Congo which has had terrible Terrible instability in their in their their governments. Okay, if they can stay out of the banana republic woods for like fifteen minutes, you know they may sustain their own peace and civility.
3: That's, right? That's the U.S. causing that.
1: Are you sure?
3: Yes. The okay, U.S. I, I not, want, so, I want so, proof. So, so. I want
1: proof. I just I just want proof. That's all. That's all. Okay. I just want proof.
3: Okay. Um. So I don't want to. Okay, let me give you small. They're doing proof. some
1: of it. I know they're doing some of it, but yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say they're doing all of it. Okay. No way. So,
3: um, small proof. So they killed uh, Gaddafi. Okay. Um, yes,
1: that's North Africa. I was, believe that. Yeah, yes. he was
3: trying to unite Africa and start a reserve currency. Um, they didn't want that. Did you know there is a group here called not here in the United States called African something social society. They've been here like, I don't know, like 50 years. Um, They are working internally in the United States. Um, They have a large group um, and reach within Africa and the United States. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not like Gaddafi, of course, just uh, hundreds of of people helping them. But they were doing the same thing, trying to unite um, African-Americans with Africans and unite Africa.
1: Is that a bad thing?
3: No. Well, the FBI said so. No, it isn't. Yeah, so the FBI uh, raided them in July.
1: Okay, so they raided their group, their peaceful organization. Yeah, trying to
3: shut them down. Yep, yeah, peaceful. So um, that's two, two, two proofs of that happening. But did you also know that um, five? Uh, well, Haiti's one, but four other leaders in Africa were. Haiti were,
1: is a mess. Yeah, I don't killed. even. I don't even know where to begin with Haiti, and I don't yeah. know why they're on our special shit list. I just don't.
3: Yeah, and so if 300... I were president
1: today, one of the th- first things I would do would be like, let's just help Haiti get off uh, the the dead list. You know, we'll we'll just make a cl- special classification so they can just have a national reset. Let's just say, just let's just forget it. Let's just start over again.
3: Right. Well, it doesn't help when the United States has a uh, an informant assassinate the president in haiti right you heard that yeah that
1: i i don't know what the the implication is i feel like sometimes our public policy department like our state department in particular not just you know the cia or the other you know three-letter intelligence grips there you know i feel like some of these people are just rented do you get that, that impression that, Yeah, that, that's
3: the U.S. putting them into power, and then when they don't follow and they get a little too, uh, um, don't listen to the U.S. anymore, then the U.S. comes calling back. So well, I've heard, five... I've
1: heard that argument, but I've also heard that, you know, that there's a change in the guard, and then, you know, the policies change, and then the agreements have to be redrawn all over again, and that pisses people off. Could you see that being an issue?
3: Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I
1: think I think it is an issue. You know, if we had continuity of agreement across administrations, that seems more obvious to me than oh well and then the the commission of all these these drone strikes like during the Obama administration, that was that was so drastic compared to like other agreements that we had, you know, sustained over many decades, all that policy just seemed to kind of go in the toilet. And then we then we became like little mini Saudi dictators who decided, okay, well, we're going to dispense with human rights. We're going to throw people into indefinite jail, and we're going to allow for torture continually, and we're going to pretend it's not happening. Exactly. Uh, sorry. You know, I there, there are many things. I have lots of criticisms of my government and the hidden crap that has gone on that. You know once exhumed by you know good people when I say good people I mean truthful people like Julian Assange and Glenn Greenwald and Edward Snowden and you know I'm eternally grateful for these folks because they've shown us you know we've got a lot of work to do to hold our government to account of of certain things but there are certain things I'll buy and certain things I won't buy I do you have a source of any kind because you've been so informative in this program, I really appreciate you coming on to talk and share, share your knowledge and and um, and be really cool and peaceful about it, and and also sustain my my challenging viewpoints as well. Um, you have like a book or a source uh, to go to for the, the listeners who who may catch this in the future.
3: Uh, no, just a Twitter account that I've been posting and literally laying this out since 2001.
1: Fantastic. What is that Twitter account?
3: Um, Paul Revere Jr.
1: Jr. Okay. So you're like a microblogger. Let's
3: just go uh, there now. I guess. Um, but <laughs> l- let me give you the big picture real quick, if you don't mind. It'll be a three-minute spiel. So, um, and hopefully this isn't too controversial for your audience, but um, uh. it relates to your trans um, discussion. So in 1970s, um, we were in the same situation. The United States, um, and this is where my uh, investment thesis started, in 1970, we lost the um, industrialization and manufacturing advantage. Well, in, in mid-60s, but um, fell into the 70s. Uh, we lost it to Europe and the other part of the world. So we needed an economic surge. Um, and every time the United States needs a major economic surge, and economic supercycle cycle of things, they, like China has done recently, they build things and they import massive, they do mass immigration. So think Irish, Italians, then you went to Chinese, you went to Japanese, and then you had a steady flow of um, people from South America to come do farming. Um, they built cities, railroads, that sort of thing. So you need economic surge. So in 1970 the problem was um, our economy had gone in away from industrialization and manufacturing, there was no real growth there anymore so it was more of the professional route, right? And so that, coupled with the fact that we, were, in essence, ran out of white Christians, um, poor white Christian countries who were overpopulated with young people to import, um, the only option at that point in time that we hadn't already um, sucked from was, in essence, the USSR. So, Whoa. what did they? So, what did they do? They caused a. This is always a two-part process by the government: you do a social moral movement, mm-hmm. and then you follow it up with legislation. So, they did the civil rights movement, and they used uh, African Americans, black people, as the face to push it. But there was, a, I think, a South Carolina governor. I can't remember his name. Tom something maybe. Last minute, right before the bill was signed, he put the word "sex" into that bill. If you look, who benefited from that simple word being put into that bill? Uh, at the time, 1970, um, uh, African Americans were about, I think, 60% of the. Uh, 60% of the Africans were in the, already in the workforce, and from 1970 to 2000, they only grew from 60% to 65%. Women grew from around 17 percent to 52 percent in that time frame, and if you look it up, Harvard has done a study on it.
1: Women, like women,
3: have become the yeah. I think it's like women have, were the greatest economic engine in the entire history of the United States when they entered the workforce. So that awesome. was their economic search. <laughs> The problem was around 2000, um, maybe slightly before, we needed another economic surge. Again, no white Christian people or people whose religions did not or belief system did not conflict with ours to import. So we turned to credit. That's why we have um, credit debt, school loan debt, uh, house debt, car debt, all the debt we have and we've topped out. Everyone's topped out. Banks won't do it anymore. right? Mm. So what do you do? we turn back and this is where it is we're at the same situation in 1970 where our currency is in trouble remember we flipped the fiat currency in around 70 so we're at the same problem our currency is in trouble they're causing inflation again on purpose okay and they need to import a new class of workers right in order to get back to low-cost labor to do manufacturing build things so this is where the mass immigration comes in, and thus the need besides the mass immigration, we definitely have to probably get to a billion people. And the only place you get a billion young people is going to be from emerging markets where the median age, if you look at a map where all of the wars and unrest is, Middle East, Central America, top of South America, Uh and Africa. What is the, the connecting thing between all of them? The median age is below 22 years of age. So the problem is you can get the people from South America to walk up, right, travel up into the United States. Yeah. People who are on other continents, you cannot move. Uh, They can't walk here. How do they get here? So there's a logistical issue, so you need to find ways to get him here, but then two, you need to find a way to force them or try and get them to leave because if you get maybe, let's say you open the borders and you say, okay, anybody who can come can come. You're probably going to get maybe 50 million because they can't afford to come. Um, there's no way for them to get here, so you need to find a reason to force them to come or find a reason to get your current population to be okay with going and getting them
1: okay so I, I have to I have to put your in. your your logic on pause there because um, the, these are very important concepts that that you've you've outlined and and they 're definitely worth examining at a much um, introspective level. Okay. I I would love to find some sourcing. Um, Do you mind corresponding with me after the program? I'm going to send you my website and if you can send me, you know, white papers or sources, um, I will be more than happy to post them here on the forum after the program is is complete. I went over tonight and I I went an entire hour just to accommodate your explanation because I found it so important. And worth listening to so would you would you help me justify um, having having this information uh, available because I certainly don't know it, where it would be readily available I wouldn't even know what what the names in EIR to dig for but you are really great in your knowledge about this and, and you've been super generous coming on the program and, and sharing this new thing with me Gabriel
3: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Just uh, I guess um, I'm not sure how you send it on here, uh, but send me a message and I'll be happy to. Okay, yeah, I mean, I,
1: I I I've run the, the promo at the end of every program. It's called Sheila M. Dean. It's e i l a m dean dot com, and I have a contact page, pretty easy to find. Um, so it's https Sheila M. Dean uh, d e a n like the dean of a college.com slash contact. Uh, we can do further bookings, um, and you can send me white papers and, and sourcing for these for your findings. I, I think they're they're really, really new new conclusions that you're drawing here that have been undersourced in the media, and the fact that you're discussing them here with me tonight is is really a great, great great privilege. Um, you know. There is no way that the American people would consent to this if they knew. They're just, they just—they just wouldn't. Now, the fact that that our government—if this is, you know, Matty Iglesias' plan—that they just kind of layered this policy upon all of us and didn't even, didn't even honor our laws or check in with the people or, you know, try to discuss it with us because we're too plebeian and stupid. I guess they think that you know we're just not worth discussing it with anymore. Um, that is horseshit so that's why they all need to go the, the you know again governing through parallel construction and exclusive foreign policy you know turning the foreign policy inward towards Americans and dictating um, this global wheel um, and that is exclusionary uh, that it must be white Christian people you know I know what white Christian people are freaking out about I I do know they are freaking out I, I don't care that they're freaking out because I'm only half-white so I'm just not freaking out you know and if your wife is African you're probably not freaking out either but they're freaking out I'll tell you what they're freaking out about they're freaking out that women in churches are not breeding 2.85 children exactly per woman that's what they're freaking out about they're freaking out a little bit about abortion, a lot of, more about abortion, but the ones that are really freaking out about, say, GDP and the dollar and how, uh, you know, birth productive we are as a nation state, those people are closer to, say, CIA goon squad, you know, and, and these ultra wheels that you, just, you speak of. And, and that's, that's quite despicable because they're they're also shielding their actual interests or the things that they're actually interested in. And and it's all so dishonest. <laughs> it's all really dishonest to me. <laughs> you know because it's, none of it none of it is something that I would I would consent to in in government and it's not really our laws. They're both playing the same type of game. So so I have a right to stand up and say, "Listen, with this new information that I've been equipped with, I should say, okay, you know, if you want to be religious and breed, breed Christian white people, that's that's your American right. Go go do it. Go do it. Go go do vats of sperm and eggs and find as many women who will have you. You know, and just just gestate the hell out of babies if 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 that is your problem. But if you're going to also depress baby formula supra- supply, you know, cut cut the farming accommodations in in other nations that we've been doing, you know, placid trade with, you know, in a peaceable way for, for, you know, for decades, you know, you people are stupid. You know, you're really screwing up the planet. The best planet that we could have is one where everyone else is economically productive. Yes, we shall compete. But, you know, if people can take care of themselves, then yes, they don't need you. So this this power tripping thing, you know, and on the US dollar, it was presumed we could we could all we could all get along, but apparently that's just not so. And so we need to get underneath that and kind of really kind of start looking introspectively about what it is that we are doing that we can't we can't just allow people to to flourish and get out of their business. So so I'm gonna leave it there because I'm I'm yawning in my, my. My moral supposition that we're we're doing all right here. <laughs> Thank you guys, um, Gabriel. One last, uh, do you want to add any kind of post or or notification? I see I see here you have a U.S. Ministry of Truth account which I just followed.
3: Yeah, I run one of those accounts. I don't have anything to advertise other than my Twitter feed, paulreverejr.com, if you want to know the entire plan. I've laid it out since Depend. 2001. So,
1: yeah, Brad. Okay, so there's U.S. Ministry of Truth. <laughs> and I, I guess that account emerged when they did, what was it that they were doing when they actually have DHS's Ministry of yeah, Truth? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, I hope you come back, honestly. Um, thank you guys for joining the Unsanctioned Citizen. It's been a rare one. Uh, we'll come back tomorrow with at least thirty minutes of programming, and uh, we'll we'll get together on this this uh, this substance and the sourcing of this soon.
3: Sounds great. Thanks for listening. Before-